Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Thursday, September 16th. Alright, it is one day closer to the weekend. And again, as I mentioned a couple days ago, what does that even mean, the weekend? It's fascinating. Because it doesn't really mean the same for me as it does for other people. And I'm sure for other people, it doesn't mean the same to someone else. It's interesting, the concepts of time and how we look at things. And the country, you know, is uh, looking, well, some of us in the country, looking at the four-day work week and to raise minimum wage, while others are stuck trying to force people to work more for less. I'm going to talk about that kind of thing in just a moment, of course. Uh, as, a, as you noticed, I've kind of transitioned my uh my takes and i'm not gonna do these two big stories and it could change again bear with me because i'm always gonna end with positive but there's been some things that have been on my mind and uh some things i really want to talk about like in just a moment i'm gonna talk about um not listening um and supremacy i'll get there in a minute but Nonetheless, today is a new day. It's one step closer to what we deem the typical weekend. Um, for me, this is the last podcast day of the week, so that's a weekend in that way. My podcast is four days a week because I realized five was too much. So I decided to do four, and I get more accomplished in those four. I digress. Nonetheless, thank you for joining me. I hope you're uh, having a good day. Hope you're planning to have a wonderful weekend as well. We'll get there soon. All right. Don't you go anywhere. I'll be right back. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. Alright, so I'm going to get into some news, and um, you know, recently, uh, well actually it was just yesterday, you've probably heard about it, but the uh, gymnasts went and uh, testified in front, of, in front of Congress, and they want to hold the FBI responsible, and I don't know if you've been following along, I talked about it um, at some point over the summer, I believe, I think it was, when I talked about what had even happened and how the FBI knew about the Larry Nassar as well as um, the, uh, you know, the uh, Olympic people as well. And they did nothing to protect these girls. You know, we in society have a hard time protecting women. And so often, so many times we talk about, you know, men, when I say we, I talk about men, but even some women, um, and this is, you know, uh, straight men oftentimes, but not solely talk about their love for women and, you know, loving their, their mothers and things of that nature. But there's women that they don't protect and girls that they don't protect 
And then it's so often like, well, what if it was your mother or sister? Like, why is that the only way for somebody to want to help or protect somebody else? Only if it relates to somebody you know or love. Shouldn't you want to protect people from harm and evil in general? Because that's the right thing to do. You know, a a lot of people will talk about uh, religious. And and I'm going to relate this to abortion real quick. And, um, you know, it's this religion who doesn't want you to abort and, and these girls... But there's no talk of taking care of these girls before, during, or after. Instead, they have to take care of of this baby that is uh, unwanted. And maybe putting that money into education or things like Planned Parenthood would would help uh, set a decline in in, uh, teen pregnancies. You want to protect. FBI didn't protect these girls. So these systems that are geared to protect from terrorism or um, any other big negative things that could happen didn't protect these young girls. At all. Struck a deal and. It's like, oh, well, we can't have this. And speaking of protecting supremacy in this country is protecting. What is it protecting, though? And when I speak of supremacy, I'm going to speak specifically of white supremacy. White supremacy is attempting to protect the ways that things used to be. And as I said the other day, and when when I talked about make America great again, they're protecting a way of making certain white men hold all the power. And people talk about how, well, it's not written to the Constitution race. No, but you know what? There are certain things. All men are created equal, right? But at the time that was written, black people were not considered men. But also, that wasn't even speaking to poor white men. They weren't created equal. But people like to ignore that that was factual at the time. They like to say, well, the Constitution says blah, blah, blah. Well, look at when it was written and what society looked like. You're not paying attention. You're purposefully willfully ignorant on it you are not understanding and it's not because you can't understand it's because you're choosing not to understand and that is a problem that is what the fbi did they chose not to understand that these girls were in serious danger and and this man was a a disgusting predator when january 6th insurrection happened there was word that it was going to happen but they didn't protect. White supremacy was allowed to reign. It's being pushed now as a battle cry continually of a big lie. And that's white supremacy again. And it's fascism in that sense too. School boards all over the world, country. 
the local politics all over the country? I mean, if you're familiar with Larry Elder, then you will see he was a black man that was tied to white supremacy. Candace Owens is one. Tied to the idea that if they do what the white man asks, the white man will put them on the pedestal. And it's worked for them. So they can't give up on that. But if they worked to actually have equality, then justice, it wouldn't be allowing the supremacy to reign. Instead, it would be allowing justice to reign. And that they didn't, they wouldn't have to, I'm going to use the term shuck and jive for what the, uh, the elite powerful white men wanted them to do. But they feel that is the only way for them to gain power or relevance. And it's not. But we have a society that likes to protect or speak of protecting, speak of understanding, but only understanding the things that they want, only understanding the ways in which they want to do something, not actually understanding or protecting those that are in vulnerable positions. Like the whole time I've been talking about, you know, uh, pay and jobs. We've seen what's happening with that and the vaccine. Well, we want to protect the unvaccinated and um, give them religious exemption. But they don't want to protect those who are in vulnerable position by giving them more pay or per hour or um, a four day work week. So who are they protecting? Who? Is the white supremacy benefiting? Things to think about. As we talk about understanding. I'll get to more of that in just a minute. I just find all of this rather fascinating. Alright. That's enough of these headlines. I can't talk about it anymore. So. I'm going to switch to some positives. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in a moment. It's time for the positives. All right, so my first positive news story comes from goodnewsnetwork.org, and it is written by Andy Corbley. And uh, again, there's probably other articles about it, but this is the one I found, and it's about the world's largest floating office. All right, that opened in Rotterdam. And it is designed for climate change resilience. Alright, so I found this fascinating. It's a floating office in the Netherlands. Alright, where it um, will host the offices of the Global Center on Adaptation. For the 10 years, I believe they have a 10-year contract. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So what it is, is a, they call it Floating Office Rotterdam, or FOR, for. It was um, recently opened. It has a three-floor office space, and it is built on prefabricated timbers arranged atop 15 custom-built concrete pontoons 
The upper floors feature wraparound terraces to enjoy the view of the city. There is an overhanging roof which shades the interior from the sun. Powering uh, the FOR4 is an 800 square meter array of solar panels hooked up to batteries ashore. Uh, it is pretty interesting to, to see. You can find some uh, pictures of it. Um, so it has uh, it uses the northly waters of the Dutch Harbor as a heat sink to regulate temperatures in the office without uh, using climate control, which is fascinating. The offices are also fully recyclable after the materials are, not, are no longer safe for continued use. Um, Powerhouse Company uh, wrote a little thing about them. And it says, we designed our floating office to reflect the values of its inhabitants. That's what the Global Center on Adaptation, they say, about this project. This Rotterdam-based uh, NGO aims at promoting planning, investment, and technology to mitigate climate change. The carbon-neutral building is designed to be climate-resilient and will float if sea levels rise due to climate change. Our climate resilient office is both an illustration of the center's mission and sets an example for how to build sustainable floating structures. So fascinating. Uh, hopefully there will be more of these uh, types of office buildings coming up. We shall see. But I really found that as an intriguing story. My second positive news story comes from sunnyskies.com. Again, there's no uh, specific author, so it must come from the site as a whole. And I'm sure there is a um, another link that I could go to. And it's actually um, ABC6 has a, a, a longer uh, article on it. And that, um, that one is written by Becca Hendrickson. So on abc6.com. So what it's about, at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, there was a 21-year-old student who uh, un told her professor that she wasn't going to make it to class, all right? His, uh, the professor's name is Dr. Akil Dix, and he is uh, in the health sciences department, and um, Imani Lamar said, I've always wanted to go to an HBCU, so I decided what's better than the first so I chose Lincoln in Pennsylvania. So, um, again, she's trying to go, but she didn't have childcare for her um, baby on one day. Um, so she, she said that she couldn't go to class one day because she couldn't find a babysitter. And his answer was no. And she said, no. He told me no. And I was just looking at him like, no, I can't miss class. I don't have anybody to watch my baby. And he said, I'm not going to have one of my students miss my class because they have no one to watch their child. That's just not an option for me. So he had her bring the two-year-old into class. And he said, that's my character. I don't mind helping my students wherever they need me. Um, so there's a video of him carrying the baby around as he's teaching the class um and it's you know it's it's amazing helping making sure she gets her education and uh she said i never thought it would come to that and to have somebody who's there for me who really cares it means a lot so 
that's uh pretty impressive and uh he said basically you know if he has to turn um his uh class into uh, i'll read it he said he wrote on instagram i will never have a student miss class because they have no one to keep their kids i will hold dr dick's daycare in the back of my class before i allow them to miss class days like this makes me fall in love with what i do so thought that was a great story you can go on and check out the video of, of him uh carrying the little child around all right it's it's fun it's heartwarming and good for him i hope he gets to continue helping uh his students to uh accomplish their goals so now going to transition to understanding what does it mean to actually understand i've been talking a lot about understanding and um that that uh professor dr dix he understood how important this education is he also understood that this student would miss out on that education looking for childcare. He understood that he was in a position to help. He understood that she needed help. So he gave her the help. He understood her situation. He listened and he didn't offer some, some fake answer. He didn't tell her to figure it out herself. He was there to help her we need that we need people who understand people who will help so as you hear things this this weekend or anytime but i say this weekend because i won't be here to talk to you about it until next week but as you hear try to understand try to understand from a different perspective okay it's just your perspective that you listen from and it's sometimes very difficult to get outside of what you think a situation should be. And I try to do this and I have problems and I keep pushing through to, to, to make sure. And I'm sure that we all have those issues. But what can you do to truly understand someone else or understand the situation? How can you push forward to understand? And what does it mean to understand? So my quote today is going to come from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. He was a German poet, playwright, novelist, scientist, statesman, theater director, and critic. All right, so he did a lot, huh? That's a good amount of work he did there. And his quote goes like this. Everyone hears only what he understands. One more time. Everyone hears only what he understands. And that's what I was talking about perspective before. You only hear from your perspective. You only understand from your perspective. So when somebody starts giving you information that doesn't register to you because you don't understand it, you 
don't hear it anymore. You don't hear it if I say white supremacy. You don't hear it if I say vaccination. You don't hear it if I say misinformation, disinformation. Unless you already understand those things. So you have to work through being able to hear things that you don't understand. And learn about those things you don't understand. So that you will hear the entire conversation. Everyone hears only what he understands. You got this. I know you do. Thank you very much for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you, as always, for listening. Monday, I may or may not be with you. I do have something um, during the day, and it depends on when I can get it done. So uh, just be aware that it may not be a new episode on Monday. But I will be back next week one way or another. All right. It's good to be back with you. Uh, thank you for welcoming me back into your into your ears, uh, wherever you listen, your car, your, your uh, shower, wherever uh, you may be listening to me. I appreciate you all. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much, everyone. Until next time, please be well.